Hello and welcome back to series two of LNG Retirement's podcast, Institutional Insights, where experts across our business talk to all things PRT from market trends, innovation around de-risking solutions through to ESG and how that's shaping our investment decisions. I'm your host, Paige, and today I'm joined with Dom Murray and Sheena McEwen as they give us a global roundup of LGRI in 2020 reflect on the market trends that developed last year and what we can look to expect as we enter 2021. So let's start with some intros. Dom, could you tell our audience just a little bit about your role and what that entails in the UK? Sure, Paige. Hi, I'm Don Moray. I lead the UK Pension Risk Transfer Transactions team. So my team lead and execute the transactions that we'll be talking about today. And I'm responsible for managing external client relationships and developing the pipeline of new business opportunities that support our growth ambitions. Thanks, Dom. And Sheena, what does your role on the other side of the pond consist of? Thanks, Paige. Yes, I'm Sheena McEwen, and I head up the equivalent team to Dom's in our US PRT business, which in the US we call our distribution team. We launched our US PRT business in 2015, and I'm very excited to be here today reflecting upon our success at the five-year mark in 2020 and our aspirations for continued future success. Thanks, Sheena. So 2020 was a very challenging year for all of us, forcing most people to adapt to new ways of working and living. And the pandemic in turn disrupted the global economy on a whole. But when we look at the volumes of business written in the PRT market, I believe it was the second strongest year we've seen so far. Can you talk us through why 2020 was a successful year for the PRT market and touch upon some of the highlights and achievements for both the UK and US. If we start with Dom on, on the UK side, if that's okay. There's probably three highlights for, for me, and I'll, I'll go through them in turn. So first off is resilience. And as you say, 2020 was very much characterised by the, the pandemic. From an LNG perspective, we'd been working on an agile basis for, for a couple of years, so kind of splitting work between between home and the office. So that enabled us to to quickly move to home working in March. And that was across both the new business team and the operations team. That meant that there was no disruption to customer service or to, to new business. So from a from a customer service perspective, net promoter score, which is a, a measure of, of customer satisfaction, remained at world class levels at the start and, and throughout the pandemic. And from a, a new business perspective, we completed three transactions in the first week of, of lockdown uh, alone. So testament to the way the, uh, the, the team adapted. And as you said, for, for the UK market, it was the second largest year on, on record from a volume perspective. So, so really characterising that, that resilience. My second highlight was around collaboration and, and proactivity. And it's well known and widely publicised that the pandemic led to fairly significant volatility from a market conditions perspective. And that volatility presented pricing opportunities for, for well-prepared schemes. There were some schemes that were already in the market that accelerated their processes to make the most of that pricing opportunity. And there were some existing clients of ours who mobilised to take advantage of of that good pricing. A really good example of that 
is our transaction with the ICI Pension Fund. We completed a £70 million transaction with them in May, within eight weeks of us first raising the market conditions opportunity with them. And that marked the ninth transaction with them under our long-standing umbrella relationship. And then my final highlight of, of, of the year was the opportunities that existed for, for small schemes. 2019 was very much a, a year of jumbo transactions for the, for the UK market. And the, the lack of similar mega deals in 2020 left space in the market for smaller schemes. It, it's worth remembering that around three quarters of DB schemes have assets of less than £100 million. So it's it's a really important sector of, of the DB landscape. We've spent time in recent years developing a streamlined pricing and governance approach for, for smaller schemes. And over 2020, we completed 29 transactions for schemes under £100 million compared to 23 in 2019. And we're really pleased that of that 25% increase. Drawing that all together, I guess 2020 really showed the strength of the insurance regulatory regime and the fundamental purpose of of insurance. During some of the most uncertain times in living memory, former DB pension scheme members with their pensions now insured have had one less thing to worry about. Thanks, Dom. I'm just going to throw it over to Sheena to talk through some of the highlights on the US side. I would echo the three themes that that Dom has mentioned. Our resiliency in the wake of pandemic is something that we're really extremely proud of. Uh, And 2020 ended up being our best year in terms of business placed with over 1.6 billion in premiums. That's a 40% increase from 2019, despite what we expect to be a reduction in the overall transactions sold in the market. And to put this growth further into perspective, We sold more business in 2020 than we did in our first three years between 2015 and 2017 combined. Extending the collaboration theme that Don mentioned, Legal in General is the only PRT provider who can place business in both the UK and the US. And 2020 marked our first two global transactions. In the first half, we worked with IHS Market to place transactions simultaneously in the US and the UK. And we've just released an announcement that in the second half, we worked with Evonik Industries, completing a $93 million lift out for the US Evonik Corporation retirement plan, followed by a £544 million full buy-in of Evonik's UK pension schemes. Our collaboration with Dom's team was really pivotal to the success of these transactions. And then lastly, making the most of new opportunities. As Dom said, in the UK, this was small schemes. And for us, this theme is more around larger deals, because in 2020, we placed our largest transaction to date, independent of reinsurance, which totaled $355 million. This is a really big highlight for us. And as I'll talk about later, it's something we want to be able to build on. Thanks, Gina. It's great to hear the successes on both sides of the business and and what they were able to achieve. Pandemic like this brings a lot of uncertainty and the fact that we as an industry can bring certainty to thousands of members and their pensions is something to be proud of for sure. And I hope we can see more global transactions in 2021. So just sticking to the theme of last year, reflecting on our transactions completed and the total premium written in 2020, was this expected or is there anything that surprised you at the end of the year? So if we start with the UK. I think to to answer that question, we probably need to start by going back a a year earlier and looking at at 2019. So as, as we said previously, 
that was a record year for for the UK market. There was over forty billion pounds worth of, of UK pension risk transfer, uh, which compared to twenty five billion pounds in in twenty eighteen, and and that was characterised by several mega transactions, as we would refer to them. So there were there were six transactions over two and a half billion in in twenty nineteen, and there are only two others over two and a half billion in in the history of the the market. So it shows you just what a big year 2019 was. So so moving into 2020, uh, we had a very active pipeline, but it it was always likely to be a lower total volume than than 2019 due to the lack of of very large schemes. Clearly, no one saw, saw the pandemic coming. And at the end of the year, we can reflect and and be very pleased, but not necessarily surprised that both legal and general and indeed the wider market showed resilience. Market volatility throughout the year resulted in a in a slightly lopsided year for, for us in, in terms of, of transactions. During the first half of the year, amidst um, widening credit spreads, as, as I mentioned earlier, there were short-term opportunities for pension schemes. Uh, and we completed a, a very large number of, of smaller transactions. So we, we completed 18 of our 29 transactions um, under 100 million during that first half of the year. The second half of the year, as the volatility reduced and, and organisations adapted to the new normal, uh, we saw more mid-sized transactions complete. Uh, so there were fewer transactions for, for us during the second half of the year, but a larger than a, a larger average transaction size. So overall, we expect the market to have completed just over £30 billion worth of of pension risk transfer in 2020. And that's the second largest year on record. And and that's a a great result for pension schemes, uh, the companies that that support the pension schemes and and members given the unprecedented year. So a a great result in the UK, especially with the uncertainty from the pandemic and lack of mega deals um, that we saw in 2019. Sheena, was there anything that surprised you in the US? Thanks Paige. As Dom said, let's let's look at 2019 in, in the US to get some context. 2019 was a huge year for the US market with a 30 billion uh, in transactions placed, which isn't quite the largest year on record as 2012 still holds that trophy due to the GM and Verizon deals, which together made up $34 billion. But it was the largest year since 2012. The pandemic really raised significant uncertainty around how 2020 would play out. And the first half was much slower than 2019, with a 6.7 billion premium compared to 10.4 billion that we saw in 2019. The majority of transactions in the first half of 2020 were planned terminations. And our ability to ensure deferred lives allow us not only to be resilient, but we actually had an extremely successful half under these conditions selling more business than we had in the first half of 2019. The experience of that first half and the market volatility left a really tremendous amount of uncertainty over what we could expect in the second half of 2020, which is traditionally a much bigger market in the US in the first half of the year. In our August PRT monitor, our estimate for expected total premiums for the year was a pretty big range as a result, anything from 15 billion to 25 billion but not topping the 30 billion that we saw in 2019. However, by our October PRT monitor update, we noted seeing a consistent deal flow from a surge in retiree liftouts. And as a result, we were expecting a very active Q4 
predicting the market to end at the higher end of that range at around $25 billion. This came through, and based on our estimates, we expect the Q4 2020 to have closed at around $13 to $14 billion, which should make it the biggest quarter since the GM and Verizon deals in 2012, surpassing 2019. Our business strategy meant that we were well-equipped to handle such a tale of two halves. As I mentioned, our ability to ensure deferred lives allowed us to be resilient in the first half. And in addition, our ability to manage capital globally allowed us to capitalize on the great opportunities for larger deals during the second half. We don't yet know officially what 2020 ended up at, but we expect it to be around 25 to 26 billion. Dom, you mentioned earlier that 2020 we saw fewer jumbo deals and more deals transacted for smaller and medium-sized schemes. What can we expect going into 2021? Do you think we will complete the same amount or do you think mega deals will come back to the market again? The pipeline is is very similar to to this time last year. Um, We're already working on a a number of transactions in in their early stages. Uh, In fact, we've recently announced our first transaction of the year which is a, a £30 million bulk annuity with the Marie Curie pension scheme. So we're under no illusions that it's, it's likely to be a, a very busy year again. Uh, in terms of other trends that we might see in the market this year, I think we probably expect to see more transactions for repeat clients. Now that's indicative of more journey plans continuing to evolve and, and schemes becoming better funded. And, and also schemes returning for, for follow-up transactions as part of their wider de-risking plans. I think we also expect to see more umbrella contracts being put in place. And these umbrella contracts are kind of overarching contracts which allow for follow-up transactions to be written on similar terms as the original transaction. I expect to see more schemes partnering with an insurer to make the most of that market volatility rather than having an auction across a number of insurers at a a specific point in time. I expect to see the continued emergence of alternative solutions. We we recently announced our second assured payment policy or APP transaction. These alternative solutions provide access to de-risking solutions for schemes who perhaps aspire to the gold standard of buy-in or buy-out, but aren't quite there yet. And, and we continue to expect schemes to, to seek to innovate uh, along their de-risking journey. And then finally, I think probably more global transactions as well. As, as Sheena said, we're, we're uniquely positioned to be able to offer on, on, on this solution. Uh, so we look forward to, to partnering with more global organisations and their pension schemes over the coming years. It sounds like there'll be more strategic opportunities for sponsors and schemes alike to take advantage of favourable conditions when they arise, given the market volatility that may occur as we continue into into lockdown. We're not quite sure what's going to happen after that. So now uh, focusing on the American side, Sheena, you mentioned that in 2020, uh, that was the best year LGRA has had since setting up the business surpassing $1.6 billion in premiums. Can you expect a similar level this year? And are there any other trends um, that are starting to emerge that you can comment on? Thanks, Paige. I mean, we certainly intend to be a major player as we steadily grow our position in the US market. What's great is that we're winning more deals with repeat clients, thanks to our excellent service. 
and we're absolutely going to continue to come together with the UK on global opportunities, as Dom just mentioned. With regards to 2021 specifically, it's really too early to know what we'll see in the PRT market, especially given the ongoing pandemic. What we do know, talking about trends, you know, I talked about planned terminations being a significant part of the first half of last year. Well, there were less companies that initiated planned terminations in 2020 because of the pandemic. And in the US, a planned termination timeline is typically around one to two years. So we may see a drop in planned terminations for several months in 2021. However, we've been told that the activity for these types of transactions did significantly pick up again towards the end of last year. And as a result, we can probably expect that lull to be short-lived and pick up again towards the end of this year or maybe the beginning of, of next year. Moving to retiree liftouts, which I mentioned was the vast proportion of the second half of last year. They have shorter timeframes, but they're also more sensitive to current market conditions than planned terminations. That's a topic we, we discussed in our October PRT monitor. As we saw in the first half of last year, companies can pause, delay, or cancel altogether these kinds of transactions if they're not comfortable with market conditions. However, if the markets do manage to stay relatively stable, we could see a continuation of retire liftouts from the pickup that we saw in Q4. I think I'd, I'll, I'll close out this question page by just noting that we aspire to, to the market position of our UK colleagues who are perennially number one or two in the market. And we're building a strong foundation in the US to eventually reach that goal. Thanks, Sheena. A lot of moving parts to be certain what the year ahead has in store. But I do hope it's as, as busy as last year as companies adjust to the new way of operating and working and look to revisit old plans that were maybe put on hold last year. So before we end our chat today, can you take us through our 2021 objectives and what each business um, strives to achieve? So Sheena, if we start with LGRA's objectives first. Absolutely. The market opportunity in the US is significant, with $3.5 trillion of corporate defined benefit liabilities. And we estimate that only around 6% of that has transacted to date. We pride ourselves on our ability to provide excellent service and to be a partner to sponsors of pension plans, both in the UK and the US, and aim to build on our large deal success from 2020. We're leveraging an enhanced solution that we have built, which provides additional security backed by our flagship UK insurer, Elgas. With this solution, we aim to write a larger deal this year than we did last year. So while the market for 2021 remains uncertain at this stage, our objective to continue to grow remain very strong. And over to you, Dom, on the objectives for the UK side. Yeah, so in the, in the UK, the, the market opportunity is in fact very similar to, to the US. There are two trillion pounds of, of defined benefit liabilities and less than 10% of that is, is insured. Rather than focus specifically on uh, volumes and targets and aspirations for, for 2021, uh, we've taken a slightly longer term view here and, and have an ambition to write 40 to 50 billion pounds of new business pension risk transfer over the next five years. In, in terms of specific objectives for 2021, I would say continued success with our streamlined solution for, for smaller schemes, uh, building on the 29 transactions that we completed last year, continuing to provide bespoke solutions to larger schemes or for those schemes where a buy-in or a buyout 
may not be the right solution for them at this precise moment in time. Using those solutions to, to help existing clients continue their de-risking journeys. And, and of course, as we've discussed at length today, more global transactions. Well, I hope we see another busy year for both the US and UK as demand remains high for these types of solutions. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you both and I look forward to hearing more about our global proposition as both teams continue to work closely together. Thank you for listening to our first episode of the series. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thank you and goodbye. Oh, 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 oh,